Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the official 615 podcast. So happy you could join us. And really, thank you all for all the downloads in the hundreds so far from our first three guests. And Mr. Greg Pogue, we have another guest coming up in a few moments, one that you advocated for and were adamant this guest was going to be on our show. And you got this guest. Congrat- Don't give it away yet, but congratulations. Well, thank you. It's, it, <laughs> it sounds it sound as creepy and weird, and that's the thing we've been talking about not being. But, uh, yes, I'm very excited. Uh, I've been a big fan of – what do you mean I can't say who it is right now? I'm going to say who it is. It's Go ahead. Vicki Yates at News Channel 5, uh, the the uh, news anchor there for 31 years. She started when she was 12, right. very talented <laughs> young lady uh, and everything. And we're doing this at the Southern Steak and Oyster. Yes. I want to thank Tom Morales, uh, the owner, Hal Buck, the general manager. Just a gracious place, uh, just a gracious setting. We're uh, recording this today. So. Yeah, you feel important when you walk into the Southern, so it's going to be good. So, again, this podcast brought to you by our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. And, look, there's a chance when you drive around Middle Tennessee and you see Hyundais, at the back of it will say Wilson County Hyundai because that's how many cars they put on the road because they're simply – Fantastic. Payne Bone and the staff at Wilson County Hyundai have one job, to give you the best experience and the best price possible, and they do that day in and day out. Visit their website at wilsoncountyhyundai.com for all the information that you want to know for Wilson County Hyundai and Payne Bone. Vicki Yates, News Channel 5. Hello, Vicki. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. Well, thank you for coming down and, and hanging out with uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> The original 615. Yes. Yes. Welcome. The official official 615 podcast. And if you don't believe it, just ask us. I believe exactly, it. Exactly right. So you made it down here quick this morning. Did I you did. have to do the 11 o'clock? I had to do tot and then came on through. And I thought it was going to be blocked off and some streets were, but it was pretty easy to get here. And then yeah. look at you and then you show up and then we're ready to go. Well, so, I'm ready to go. Yeah. I like she showed up probably a good 30 minutes before. We're, so that's what I like about guests. Most show up an hour late, but you were on time, which yeah, I tell people, Vicki, this is my story. And going back from working on TV, I always laugh when reporters miss a slot. I don't laugh right. at them, but they're like, well, I didn't know. I'm like, well, five o'clock comes around the same time. Every, Every day. day. Right. And there's a lot of things going on in the field to do that, but it's the same time. We're so honored that you're here with us. Thank you. Really, I'm glad to be here. You two are just, uh, I've been listening to one of your podcasts, uh, Rudy Kalis. Yes. And I loved it. He was great. You were great. You had great questions. So I was all about it. I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, cut that for a promo, uh, please. Uh, but uh, this 31 years, and, and I, that just is an amazing in this business. Which uh, the it's it's pretty cutthroat in a lot of different ways from the top level all the way through. For sure. And and you've seen so many things happening in our city to get to where we are now. Obviously, having made it through all of this, you know what? I'm I'm just amazed at myself. A lot of times when people say, "How long have you been here?" I'm like, "Uh, "31 years. That's a long. That's." extremely long in this business as you said because it is very cutthroat and if you make the wrong move you'll be moving out and going somewhere else everybody has been like family here and i think that's and i know that sounds yeah okay right but really at news channel five it's like a family and you don't kick a family member out if they're still being viable and, and doing something and i think that's what it is i've just been here so long i don't know if i'm just kind of part of the woodwork and they're just like oh yeah it's just big. It's not a big deal <laughs> or what but but i'm still here and you know i won't be here forever and i do know when i'm going to retire and i won't mention the date only because when you say i'm going to be retiring in such and such it's like the long death 
people keep asking you, aren't you going to be retiring? When I thought you said you were going to retire. And you're like, well, not today. <laughs> but okay. If you're, if you know, then you know, uh, what, where, and then right. with the wind. So right. any of that, you can sneak out there. Um, or... it's not going to be this year. Okay. No, I don't know what the wind, just the what, the where. No, I don't, I don't want to know where the where is. That's weird again. Isn't it? It is. Where are you going, Vicki? <laughs> well, I'll be, I won't be in TV news yeah. because I just kind of, I've done it for 40, 41 years. I've been in TV news in wow. one form or another for 41 years. And truthfully, I have two sons who live in Texas and I have a granddaughter who lives oh. in Texas. So I never thought I'd be a Texan, but I think I'm leaning that way. My daughter is here in Nashville, but she's even thinking about going to Texas. So. I think that's where I'll, I'll be that, heading. What a sad day when you sign off the airways Aww. because, I, look, you're part, and now you hear this all the time, you're part of the family. Aww, We've invited you. your home for so long. My mother adored you. Oh, A huge channel. So when I was working at Channel 2, she watched Channel 5. And <laughs> she, she loved Chris Clark and she loved you. Right. And it was all the time. Oh, that and, means so much. Yeah, and so you're part of the family. So when that day happens... Uh, that'll be, I, I like Greg. I don't want to know. Just, <laughs> yeah. just one day, if you could just be gone. And then, okay, that, like, just, you know, <laughs> where's Vicky? Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. now, not anytime yeah. soon there. Yeah. And that's a decision. You probably weighed that pretty heavily. I did. I did. And they didn't, thankfully, knock on wood. They haven't asked me to go. They said, you know, we're going to sign you for another contract. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, because I just feel like I've done it for so long and it feels like there are other things I might be able to do that I wouldn't have been able to do by doing what I'm doing now. To, to make it that you got to be good on the business side, that right. side of the equation. Exactly. But also the people watching you need to be there as well. Sure. Oh, of Correct. course. Of course. And, and I don't know if you've uh, thought about this, but why do you think people like you? That's a good question. Great question. I don't know for sure, but I think people relate to me because when I do go out and I talk to people, they'll say, oh, you've been in my home. Sort of like you were saying, you yeah. know, your mother watched. I've been watching you since you, you know, Chris Clark, and they've seen my kids grow up. They'll ask me about them and how they're doing, and they know their names. And so I think it's like almost a family, again, a family bringing a family member home. And I think that's kind of what it is. When you go out, people feel like they know you and they feel, and they do. You know, because we're out there in the neighborhoods and our own neighborhoods and other neighborhoods and they do know us. And I don't think we try to hold anything back like, oh, no, no, don't talk to me. <laughs> and right. Lord knows I have met some people in the business who are like that. Okay. Can you write those names down, please? Uh, I won't speak any names, but, you know, I always feel like, you know, people say, oh, I, I can't talk to them. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to go in here and talk to them. Then get off TV. Yeah. And nobody will ask you to talk. That's a great point. <laughs> you have a coworker who talks to everybody. That's Leland Stato. Leland talks to everybody. And that's a reason he's like yourself as a fabricant's community because everybody and he, everybody knows him and he speaks to everybody. Exactly. He treats everybody like they're the most important person in the world. And people say, well, that's all cliche. No, I've seen it no. with Leland. Exactly. I've seen it. And people ask me, they'll say, is Leland as nice as he appears to be? I'm like, he's nicer. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. He is. Nicer. So great. Where was your start? Where did you start? What was your first TV job? My first TV job was I went to Michigan State University and I worked for the TV station there. That was kind of a learning experience and also getting uh, some education at the same time. So I was there. And then I got a job with the local East Lansing television station when I came out of there and worked there. And Lansing is the capital of Michigan, so we did a lot of capital stories. and It was oh. a lot going on, but it was a great experience. I learned something. I had no idea Lansing was the capital of Michigan. <laughs> I thought it was Detroit. No. I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> I don't need that look <laughs> from you. 
So was that being part of that and covering the Capitol? So immediately you're thrust into politics. You are. You're thrust into politics. And it's such a small station. You were thrust into everything. I mean, if they had anything going on, you had to go out to it. You had to be ready for it. Right. And I learned a couple of lessons there. I remember one, my, my very first story, it was something about grocery prices. It was really simple. But I went to it and I wasn't dressed for it. I had this kind of, this is really going to make me sound bad, but it's true. I had like this low cut pink outfit on and it was not the right thing to wear. <laughs> and I wasn't even thinking, obviously. And right. I did the story and I was, it was my first story on air and I'm standing there and I was nervous and I looked down and I'm like, Oh, shouldn't have worn this. And my hand was shaking. I was so nervous. Oh. I had to hold it like this, <laughs> the mic. <laughs> and I did it. And thankfully nobody came and said, don't ever wear that outfit again. But I knew when I saw it. Yeah. So it was a learning experience on a lot of levels. <laughs> the official 615 <laughs> podcast with the Southern Steak and Oyster with uh, uh, Vicki Yates, a News Channel 5 anchor. Um, tell me about growing You grew up in Detroit. Grew tell up me, in Detroit. Tell me about your family. Tell them about sure, growing up. Sure. Grew up with uh, my mom and dad and my sister. I have an older sister. Uh, Detroit, I was in the, I was a young girl when Motown really took off. And so all of my favorite stars were like right there in town and they really lived in town. It wasn't like they went to L.A. and then came back a lot of you could go to their not go to their homes, but you would know what area they lived in. And Diana Ross and oh, I love the Supremes. And I remember with my girlfriends, we would always pretend to be the Supremes. For some reason, I was always married. I don't know why, but not bad. it was not bad. Not bad. And actually, as a note on that, she was traveling through Nashville. Uh, it's got to be maybe 10 years ago. And she came to talk of the town and I went to her and I told her, I oh. said, Oh, I used to be you. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, I played you when I was a little girl. And when I saw her, she looked so much like she did when she was at that yeah. age. And I'm like, what is your secret? And she said, good genes. And then she winked at me. I said, yeah. okay. <laughs> what do you parents, what did they do? What were your parents doing? My they dad do? was a chauffeur. Okay. And my mother was a clerk, a shipping clerk. And they were, you know, sometimes I think, and this is kind of off, off base, but sometimes I think, I wonder what they could have done if they'd had more opportunities, but they were very happy to do what they did. And they were hardworking and there was never, we had a, 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 I'd say a lower middle-class family. So we always had a home. We always had everything we needed, but you know, there are a lot of things that you look back on and you see what your parents went through and because they went through it, I didn't have to go through it. Very good point. What qualities from your mother do you think you have? Um, when somebody's BSing me, I can pick it up pretty quickly. <laughs> well, this podcast is over then. We're done. <laughs> I'll be leaving now. <laughs> uh, that's a good quality to have. That is. That's a really good quality to have. And she didn't suffer fools at all. She was like, she'd call it out. <laughs> well, what about your, uh, your daughter, Tori? Yeah. Uh, are you still doing a podcast together? How, we I haven't know, done one yeah, in a while. That was so good. Yeah, it thank was so you. good. Thank you. Yeah, but, but, but how much of her... Uh, is in you and vice versa. I think there's a lot of her. Well, I think there's a lot of me and her. I, yeah. I try not to think that because she's her own person, but I know she catches some of the things that I do and I'll even hear her say something and I'm like, oh, I said that. Right. <laughs> What's the commercial she's doing where she's got adult kids? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> is it West Waverly Financial? Wesley, fin Wesley, Wesley financial. financial. That's it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Financial. And we will be sending out a proposal to them very soon. <laughs> yes, you know who that should. is, Wesley Financial. <laughs> yes. I see the commercial. I'm like, oh, Vicky's got adult grandkids. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> somebody know. along the way is like, I didn't know. Because a lot of people believe what they see on TV. They do. I've gotten that. so many 
emails about, oh, you have, I didn't know you had two grandchildren. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's so great. <laughs> oh, I just love people. <laughs> you, you, know, you know, as you can tell, we're all over the map here. Yeah, um, that's fine. In 2011, uh, invited to the White House to visit uh, and, and interview uh, uh, President uh, Barack Obama one-on-one. Right. -on -one. Yes. Man, seriously, that was just like when my news director called me in the office and she said, what are you doing Thursday? And I said, oh, coming to work, I guess. <laughs> right. She said, would you like to go to Washington? I'm like, Washington. She said, D.C. Like, I'm like, Washington, <laughs> where is that? She said, D.C. And I said, for what? She said, you have the opportunity to interview Barack Obama. And I just like jumped out of my chair. And oh, I'm like, are you kidding me? She said, no. So two days later, she asked me that on a Tuesday. Two days later, we were on our way to uh, the White House. I was just, seriously, I was blown away. Because, first of all, it's Barack Obama. And just to be at the White House and to have to go through all the protocols and, you know, you, we were sitting in this room and there were cameras from all over. We couldn't bring a camera because they they would shoot it for you and then give wow. it to you. So they wouldn't let you bring your own camera. Were That's you in a room with other journalists waiting? Was it like a cattle call? Like, all right, Vicki, you're next. I was first. And then but the reporters were in another room. They would let us do it by ourselves. OK. But there were still cameras and camera people. So, yeah, we came in and I sat there and I was like. Okay, I'll just sit here and wait. <laughs> what am I going to do? And my back was to the door. And I figured he's the president. When he comes, they're going to either like blow a trumpet or something. something. Yeah. You know? Pet rose petals. Yeah, rose yeah. petals. Right. <laughs> something to let me know that he's coming. And so I'm like, okay, it's coming, getting close. And all of a sudden, I, I hear, I feel a touch on my back. And he says, hello, Vicky, how are you? I'm Barack. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. I just thought, you know, please, God, let me get through this without... <laughs> <laughs> without collapsing and he sat down and put his mic on they put his mic on and he said where are you from and I said I'm Detroit and he said so do you still have family there I said yeah I have cousins I said and my sister is still there and he said what is your sister's name and I said Michelle he said okay so anyway I go through these questions and he gives me answers we even we were supposed to get seven minutes he gave us ten we got ten minutes and then I said it was time for me to go and I said well that it was such an honor to meet you and he said I feel the same way he said and be sure and tell Michelle I said hello oh come on so he remembered That's... her name oh wow. I'm like so when I go out and I meet up with Sandy our news director I'm like oh my god oh my god <laughs> and immediately the next thing I did was get on my phone and tell my sister Barack Obama said your name Oh, that is so great! I just gotta think the anticipation, yeah, of that day. Then you get to oh the White gosh. House. I'd have been, I would have been a nervous wreck. You know, I was at first, but then once I got there, I'm like, pull it together. You know, <laughs> you have to give yourself this pep talk. Like, come on, you can't drop the ball. You got to keep. Did it you have anybody with you? No, it was five? just my news director. Just the two. Oh, of she was us. with. Okay, good. Okay. Just the two of us. So it was. It was quite the experience. Just, but it was the, two <laughs> Just the two of us. That is so great. I mean, that is, is that the, is that the moment, the, the moment of your career? That's the one I'll remember probably first, you know, when you think about things that just definitely stands out because I never thought I would meet the first, the president, right. the yeah, first but, black man who was president. But you never thought you'd do the official 615 podcast <laughs> well, I either. Did not, and okay. Here you go. I mean, I expect there's your bio. There we go. This I, is I, number I, two. Yeah. I expected to be right there somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Well, you know, on the flip side of that, You've been here 31 years. What stood out to you in Nashville? You know, I know we had the Christmas bombing last year. Right. And I know the flood in 2010. For me, it's the flood. Right. Just because we'd never, we all went through this together. Exactly. 
For me, it was the first tornado because I'd never lived in a city where there were tornadoes. And when it happened, I remember thinking, what? Tornadoes? I mean, if I thought about it, okay, we're in the area where that would happen. But I'd never actually been in one. And so it was a little scary, but we all had to kind of, you know, pull together and get things done. But I think that was the the biggest shock at first, like, oh, they actually do have tornadoes here. Did that happen when you first got here? Yeah, when okay. I first got here. So I was like, yikes. Oh, my goodness. It, you know, you come here. Where were you before you came here? I was in Pittsburgh, KDKA. Pittsburgh. Oh, that's an mm -hmm. iconic station. Yeah, it is. It is. So you get a, how did you find about the Channel 5 job? Actually, I have an agent, or I still have one. I had an agent who, he's passed away since, but he called me and said, hey, um, are, what do you think about Nashville? And I'm like, Tennessee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, I don't really know a lot about it. I said, why? And he said, well, they're interested in you. They've seen your tape and they're interested in talking to you. Yeah. To be honest, I, I kept saying no, only because, and this is how narrow-minded I was at the time, I thought of Nashville as sort of like country bumpkin. Hee-haw. Hee-haw. Yeah. I did. Joe Dubin. I, <laughs> yeah. No, not Joe Dubin. <laughs> but the hee-haw persona. The he yeah, exactly. Yeah, People chewing on straw. Yeah. You know, and I, that's really what I thought. And. He said, just come here and check it out. And when I got here, I'm like, indoor plumbing. Okay, we're good. <laughs> you know, and, and, and ironically, and I know that, you know, I'm preaching to the choir now, but the diversity of our city is its strength. Wow, they, it and, is. and, you know, of course, uh, you know, so much of, you know, obviously the country music industry and everything, but also, uh, well, Jefferson Street and then the, sure. the splitting of it with I-40 and, and all of that right. and everything. Now the Nashville, uh, the National uh, Museum of African-American Music exactly. uh, right across from the Ryman Auditorium. So there is a celebration right now going on in our city of our celebrity. Now, it's not a lot of what's happening down you and I talked about this what's happening on lower broadway sure, exactly. you know i don't know if we'll ever put that all that toothpaste back in the tube but i don't think it, it i don't think we've lost any of our identity because we're not necessarily identified with what's going on exactly. at the local bars downtown right. i don't think people for the most part know where the bridesmaid capital of the world yeah. you know outside right. of nashville they just don't i don't think they know that so i'm very proud of nashville i have seen so many leaps and bounds that the city has taken uh, in as far as diversity is concerned. I remember I was telling somebody driving to, I was think it was, I want to say it wasn't Publix, but whatever Publix was before it was Publix. When I was just here and I was getting my children diapers, I was getting ready to go into the store and I hear this music, this thumping, bumping rap, hip hop music coming. I'm like, oh, okay. And I turned and the guy driving by was a young white man with a Confederate flag, but he was bumping <laughs> <laughs> some black music and i remember thinking this isn't what i thought nashville was. Right. that's a true dichotomy and then greg's like hey vicky like, no, i'm sorry that's, <laughs> i think it was just cold-blooded was it albertson's before albertson's Publix? exactly okay. that's what it was yeah you're yeah. back in you're back in your lane over there <laughs> Yeah, figuring grocery, old grocery stores for a hundred. You're listening to the official 615 podcast, proudly sponsored by good friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Check out Payne Bone and his great staff at Wilson County Hyundai. The website, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. And I tell you, just about every car you see around Middle Tennessee that's a Hyundai, it is from Wilson County because they do a great job. And their main goal is to get you the best price and a great experience. Check them out at WilsonCountyHyundai.com.
com. It is the official 615 podcast. We are at the Southern Steak and Oyster. Uh, Hal Buck, the general manager, Tom Morales, obviously the owner. And uh, as a matter of fact, Tom uh, will be uh, our guest next week uh, on uh, the uh, the official 615 podcast. You're guinea pig number four, by the way, Vicki <laughs> Yates, uh, News Channel 5 well, uh, anchor uh, with us uh, as well. All right. I, I, wanted to, I always like to do superlatives. Your favorite restaurant. Don't make anybody mad, but you, and it's okay if you don't say the Southern. That's fine. It, you know, we, we'll make up for that. You know what? To be honest, I've never had a bad meal at the Southern. Yeah. And that's the truth. I've never mm-hmm. had a bad meal here. So I'd have to say this is certainly one of them. I All agree right. with you. My favorite general manager in town is Hal Buck. I just wanted to, <laughs> to let you know. That uh, Hal Buck? That, yes. that Hal Buck, Vicky. The handsome Hal Buck. <laughs> yeah, the, the debonair Hal Buck uh, 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 as well. If, if when, you, um, when you have visitors right? come to town, where do you take them? Well, I ask them what they want to do because some people come in and have an idea of what they want or what they think Nashville is. And I said, do you want to go to the museum? Do you want to go down Broadway? And most of the time it's take us to Broadway. Yeah, the and that's honky fine. tonk. Yeah, yeah, the honky tonk. And that's fine. They walk around and, you know, if they want to go in and drink or something, that's that doesn't bother me. But that's usually the first. Place. Well, there's pl- it's, it's basically the zoo. So, right. they, you know, you can, you can say you went to the zoo. <laughs> do you have a favorite secluded spot? Oh, um, let me think. Not a greenway, a, a park, oh, or somewhere yeah. where you just kind of get away. Well, actually, I know this is going to sound strange. I like walking in my neighborhood. I live in Old Hickory, and it's the, it's a lot of woods, but it's safe so far. I mean, as far as I know, right. and I just like to walk. I'm just a walker, so that's not a problem. Yeah, but I love the greenways too. A lot of times, you just want to get out and be with nature, and I do that. There is, uh, you live the villages. I'm not gonna. You can wink. We no. won't tell the okay. stalkers out there. <laughs> no, I don't live but in the I, okay, I, thought, I don't. I what do you do? Because <laughs> I know. Because I know that there's two old hickories. Mm-hmm. There's the That's village, true. and there's the one where. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought you was giving a specific. Man, we've we've over the years, Joe and I, we get to meet people like Vince Gill, and I've right. asked him this many times. How do you say no? to people because i cannot imagine the number of requests you get from civic groups uh, to be sure. the, the the face of so many different causes and you can't be you know if they if they clone you that would be one can go to texas and one can stay here, <laughs> can stay here. yeah so but you know you know you balancing everything you want to do and help but you can't do everything and you, you can't and you have to tell yeah. people that that yeah. i would love to do this but i can't and you, sometimes it's because you have another thing going right. on and you just can't you know like you said clone yourself but a lot of times it's something that i'm really invested in like um safe haven the safe haven walk is coming up this weekend i'm on the board i'm about to to roll off of the board but i've just been a real big fan because they make sure that homeless families have homes not temporary homes, but permanent homes. And so that's very important to me. Um, I was on Nashville Cares Board for a long time. And that was just an eye opener because everybody wanted to help. There were a lot of things going on. The new vaccines were coming in for AIDS. And there's a, you know, there's, it's just a whole different place from where I was when I started because I, that was one of the first things I did when I got here. So there are a lot of things that I'm really interested in, but you have to say no sometimes. And you hope that people understand. And, and some do and some don't, but, you know, you just can't split yourself down the middle. You've rolled off quite a few boards. <laughs> <laughs> right to the river, uh, both of those. Uh, do you still get the, uh, at 359, the, I'm not saying the nervous, the anxiety. Sure. Do you still get that? I think you should. I, you know, if you're really careful about, or you're 
you want to make a good impression or you want to do your best job. There's just this little thing that you feel and you're like, okay, get it together, you know, pull it together. You're good. You're going to do this. And you kind of give yourself a little pep talk. It never changes. It doesn't. And I think that when it does, then it's probably time to move on. Now this is inside baseball TV talk. Mm -hmm. Do you run your own prompter? Uh, I do on talk of the town. Okay. But not during those four or six. Let me tell you, Vicki, that it, I, when I would anchor and run the prompter, right. that's the most uh, nervous I've ever been in my <laughs> life. Was it? Because I got a big fat foot. And if it goes forward, <laughs> it's going to scroll four stories ahead. That's true. Then you got to click a button and it's got to go in reverse. While and then, you're still on air. <laughs> while you're still on air. <laughs> so I'm so glad you guys, because I tell people, you need the, the prompter operator is the most important part to me. Because it keeps you on track. It does. And actually, the other day, our our prompter operator, bless her heart, went past a question I was supposed to ask. (laughs) And so, but the next story led with a question. So I'm thinking this is the question I'm supposed to ask. Had nothing to do with the story. (laughs) And I'm just kind of like, oh, that's why you're great because of things like that. We are at the Southern Steak and Oyster with uh, Vicki Yates, uh, News Channel 5 anchor. I think 31 years. You were in Cincinnati. I always liked I the w- WKR, not WKRP. <laughs> no. You have me time to the WKRC. I cannot tell you how many people say, oh, do you work at WKRP? They thought it was a real station. Yeah. Or they thought the people, do you know Dr. Johnny Fever? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, no, he's an actor and <laughs> they don't tape it there. <laughs> so, yeah, living in Cincinnati. But C- Cincinnati is a great city. I love it. Um, it. What would you have done if you hadn't done what you did? Well, that's a really good question. Um, You know what? I'd probably be a teacher. I love kids and I love, I would probably be either a kindergarten, first or second grade teacher because after that, the kids kind of do their own little thing and they don't want to listen to you. But I think I would be maybe a kindergarten teacher because I just love the back and forth and how they're so ready to learn things. And I think, yeah, that's what I'd do if I weren't doing this. You had, you've got twins. I do, twin sons. So what do they do? One is a banker. And one is, uh, what's the best way to put it? He does, he's a chemist at, oh, I should be able to know this, but it's, oh, O-rings. Oh. Where they make O-rings. I can never remember that. Onion rings? No. (laughs) (laughs) We can do that. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) That's that's brilliant. I mean, so you've got a banker. My grandfather always said, if you make a friend with anybody, make it with a banker. And now you've that. got a son that's a, that's a chemist. That's right. Brilliant. Yeah. They both went in two different directions, but they both love what they do. And they both strangely moved to Texas, two different parts of Texas. Uh, Max is in Denton, which is outside of that. Uh, North Texas. Yep. 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 Well, that's not uh, bad. Then that's good. And your daughter's here? My daughter's here. Tori's here. Yeah. And she's doing a lot of commercials. She's, you know, going out of town doing commercials. And like you said, the, the Wesley Financial. Did she have a, did she want to take your path? And did you talk no, her out of it? Or? No, she's never, I guess she saw me in and said, eh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> she's never wanted to do news. She's actually done some things for News Channel 5. She did a black history. She's a historian. All right, Vicki Yates joined us now on this official 615 podcast. And I was going to ask you a moment that you've broken down on air, and it is? When Chris Clark let, gave his last newscast, and he had a speech at the end of it. And he mentioned me in the speech, and he said some wonderful things about me. And I just, I was... I was still in the room with him in the newsroom or in the uh, studio with him. And I just couldn't stop. I was just crying like a baby. And I'm like, gosh, I'm glad the camera's not on me because I'm looking like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, eyelashes coming off. 
mascara coming down. So uh, that was it, definitely. But to work with a guy like Chris Clark for so yeah. many years, I mean, that doesn't happen to every anchor. It in really doesn't. I'm seriously, he's one in a million. He really is. He's one in a million. And his judgment with news was just always right on. It was spot on. And a lot of times, if I had questions about something, I would go to him. I, you know, this whole, oh, I can't ask you because I, you know, I'm the anchor too. Right. So no, I'd go to him and say, Hey, this is what the situation is. What do you think about this? And he, you know, gladly give you information. And he was so helpful and I, I love him. And I want to say this too. And I know your news director, Sandy, uh, they, people love her to have a news director with you that long. Who's got your back. Exactly. Again, that doesn't happen it every doesn't. single day, which is why I'm still at news channel five because all of the, the stars aligned, you know, Sandy's there. She's the best, seriously, but one of the best news directors, if not the best that I've ever worked for. Um, we've got Lynn Plantinga, who's our new general manager. Yep. I seriously, everything's just clicking on all, you know, cylinders. I think what you guys there is, that's why people love you guys, because you're not changing anchors every other week. Yeah. The staff behind you guys is as strong as the staff on the air. Exactly. And I will tell you, from another competitive standpoint, very jealous of that. Oh. <laughs> very jealous <laughs> thank of you, that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Because, yeah, you're right. You, I look, truthfully, I'll look at some stations, and I won't mention which ones, and I'll say, now, who is that? I mean, <laughs> you know, every day it's like, what? Wait a minute. Where, who is that? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Vicky, uh, can you see yourself in, in retirement? I know you're going to be near your grandkids. Right, right. And you can see that part. But can you see the other parts that go into it? Because you're you're at a high energy right. thing on a daily basis. Yeah. And then that's gone. I know. And yeah. I think about that, too, because I've talked to a few friends who were who have retired and some of them love it. And some of them are like, oh, man, you know, this is this is horrible. But I actually, <laughs> I asked Ron House. I hope he doesn't mind me saying this. I asked Ron House. I said, so how do you like retirement? He said, oh, I love it. I've got all this you know, time when I can. He does a lot of woodwork and he says I can build furniture. I'm doing great. I said, what's the worst part? He says every two weeks there's not money in my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I've always enjoyed, I'm a hyper-local guy, and your school stories that you do. Oh, School Patrol. Yes, those are, uh, those are so well done. And oh, they're thank so, you. And they're not going to lead the news. Got you an Emmy. Right. Got you an Emmy or two, didn't it? Uh -huh. Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's not going to lead the newscast. <laughs> right. I understand that. Right. But the fact you get to tell those stories is just simply fantastic because there's a lot of moms, dads, grandparents, aunts, and uncles that watch those segments. Exactly. And it's really important because we try to always impart some kind of information that we haven't before about education. And sometimes it's just focusing on a teacher or focusing on something going on at the school. So I have to give my photographer, Charlie Woodward, a lot of credit, too, because he's very creative. Uh, we've been doing this together for like 20-something years. Oh, really? <laughs> we've been doing school patrol. <laughs> Well, like he was saying sixth grade, yes. you know? So. Yeah. You spoke at our producer's school when he was in sixth grade. He still talks about it to this day. <laughs> and he always will Aww, talk about thank that. Thank you. <laughs> and I will tell you that I, uh, some of those school patrol stories uh, have been <clears throat> stolen and uh, done in a different way down the well, years ago. That's a high compliment. Is it, so not? it is. It's a high compliment. No problem. <laughs> Plagiarism's what they call it. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. too. I but mean, it's just sort of basic. We don't plagiarism. need to mix words. Yeah. <laughs> your day. What is your day like? You're, you're, we're doing this. We're recording this at right. Southern Steak and Oyster during lunchtime right. on a Tuesday. Exactly. Tell me what your normal day is. My normal day is I come in at 10. I've got really great hours. I come in at 10 and I'm off at 7. So I've really got great hours. I come in, I get ready for Talk of the Town. 
make sure everything's ready for that. And it's only three or four minutes, but you kind of have to know what you're talking about, and up, you know, update stories. Then after that, I usually take my lunch break and half the time I don't leave the station. I'll just work on something that I've been working on. But other times when the uh, pandemic was really strong last year, I would walk down Broadway and it was the strangest thing to see maybe two people of two other oh, people yeah. walking down Broadway. I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, then I'll come back and then get ready for the four and six. And a lot of times we have to help write, which is fine, because I, I always feel like nobody can say my words better than yeah. I can. You know, a lot of times people put in different phrases and you're like, oh, I, I can say it differently and still get the same, you know, situation, let you know what's going on. So it's important that you feel that you are giving some, something back, too, when you're doing that. I want to be able to be a part of that, not just have the producers do all of it. Do you read through, and I'm no, I already know the answer, but the show? I mean, Oh, yeah. Because I know to. anchors who do not. Oh, no. That's a, that's a recipe for failure. <laughs> Ron, Ron Burgundy? Is it what that's one of them. Yeah. yeah, he'll read anything yeah. that you yeah. put on. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Go down. But okay. that's important because that way, you know, A27 right. might be something, how to pronounce, and that's people, get, you know, pronouncing names. Oh, my goodness. Is is one. And so I always yeah. read through four or five times because I think that's what a good anchor should do. I think you should. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, something's happening and you just run in and you didn't have time to read it. Sometimes that happens. Breaking news, you may not have time. But otherwise, you need to be there and read your copy so you know what you're doing and what you're talking about. What's the one moment you stands out where uh, everything stopped working? Because, you know, we went oh. back in the old day, we had the director, you'd press play on the tapes. Now it's all computerized. And I've been there where the systems crash and yeah. they want you to talk. And yep. I, so th that is, <laughs> that did they don't teach you that in broadcasting <laughs> <I don't>. school. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was when the Blue Angels had the crash. Oh. And they said, okay, you know, this has happened. We need you guys to go upstairs and, and get on set. So we're running upstairs. Carrie and I were there. Um, my computer died. I couldn't pick up, pick up anything. I couldn't pick up any information. And she's hers is working, and she's, like, good doing this. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, no dee -do, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the one time I was just like, what am I going to do? And I couldn't just get off set and go and, you know, say, hey, can you guys come fix this? Right. So I was just kind of, you know, putting in what I knew and interjecting something like that. But I just. That's the you. You bring the human side. Oh, that was definitely human. Yeah. <laughs> that, so what did you do? Did your computer finally start working? Uh, near the end, it, it came back up. Yeah. But by that time, we were about to wrap up. And I'm sure they said, what was she doing? You know, just sitting there like a prop or something. But I would like I said, I would try to interject what I knew. Right. And then, of course, I was listening to Carrie. So I would make notes about what she said was going on because she had her computer and they would tell us some things, too. So I would say that. But or you, know, I what's, a, that. you make a great point there, because I would ask whether people like, you know, when those tornado warnings came through on the air for hours now. Right. How is it? And they're always telling me. That's our element because we know and we don't need scripts. Exactly. We just go. And I think you being so good as an anchor in that situation, you don't panic. You don't. You keep a nice, calm face. And, right. And you're in the moment. And, and you works. try to do that. Right. That's the best you can do. You know, and you don't want people to say, what happened to her? She's not saying right. anything. So you do have to interject certain things just to let them know, I know some of this. I know, you know, I'm not as much on top of it as I could be because of what's going on, but I'm still part of this. And then when you do another question, I love asking news people, when you go to visit your kids or anywhere, mm -hmm. do you watch the news? I do. <laughs> yes. I do. Because you always want to compare and like, yes. oh, they're not that good. Or, uh, right. I don't or, know. Oh, I don't they're know pretty good. They, I, don't, I don't know who they are either. Right. <laughs> who is that? Who there? is that? <laughs> but no, I do. And uh, are you, 
not being critical in a mean way, but like, why are they doing that? Because I'm the same way. Oh, yeah. I, I do it. Yeah. But no, you, you do are. it in a mean way. Well, <laughs> I, do it. I don't do it in a mean way, but I'm, I always think, why did, yeah, why did they do it this way? Or why did, why weren't they a little more involved right. in this? You know, sometimes you get the anchors who are just sort of reading and they're just <laughs> sitting there and they don't even know what they're reading. They're just reading. But you want somebody who's kind of involved in it or has some kind of connection to sure. it. And a lot of times you don't get that. Right. And I see that when I'm out. I was watching the news this past week in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And, you know, God bless the crew. Uh, she was making the wrong turns and talking to oh. people. And, and you just like. But I just couldn't turn away from it. It's like, you know, because I've been there. I've done Oh, that. yeah. I, I still too. do that. <laughs> right? Too. Yeah. And you feel for them because you're like, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Greg, you want to share any TV stories you got? Greg? No, I don't have yeah, any. Greg. Greg's won an Emmy, too. He's got an Emmy. I did. Oh, Re- my goodness. A regional Emmy. Emmy. Wow. Uh, what was it for? Uh, hosting a, a nightly television show on, on Channel 58. I was writing for the Nashville Banner at the time, but it was on Channel 58. Uh, Platt, George Platt and I started. Then Rick sure. Renner, uh, who is now in uh, Bally's... Um, Texas, Texas uh, Southwest Texas. He, we we won a regional Emmy. Wow! And we beat out uh, the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, post game show, a Get pre out of pre-game here. show. Congratulations! Yeah, on that. yeah. But I didn't. Unlike you, I didn't ride drive it around in my front. <laughs> I was going to say, I know Joe, Joe has is in his front seat with a seatbelt <laughs> right. on it, and nobody could look at it. How many? I know you don't like talk about awards, but how many Emmys do you? have? I have six and a silver circle. Yeah, I was given the silver silver award. <laughs> Trump card right there. <laughs> when people come over, like people come to the house, and my friends are all enamored with them, and I'm not. Isn't that weird? <laughs> well, because you know what it meant. As far as yeah. okay, I've gone through it. It was a lot of work to get to that, and I appreciate it. But you don't relive it every day. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I've been nominated 20 times, and I got a fun Eric Yutzi story for. Oh you. my goodness! So Eric went for the best sports cast for like 2007, 2008, and they read. The winner, and they said, the winner is from News, and they paused. And I was at News 2, Eric's at News Channel 5, and they paused for like four seconds, and I thought I'd won. So I'm getting ready, and it's like, News Channel 5, Eric Yetzi. And (laughs) Eric stands up, and we start laughing and all that. So the moment being there and all that. And you cried like a baby. (laughs) I did. did. But you applauded. I did. I did. I love Eric Yetzi. There's no video of that. And that's what's going to tell you. Along the way, being here 31 years, You've met a lot of great people, and you've had to say goodbye I to have. a lot of great people. Yeah, I have. And then, you know what? You just kind of get used to it. It's just the business. People come and people go, and you try to follow them. Like Eric Yetzi, he's doing great. Yep. I mean, there's so many people who go on to something even bigger and better. Well, I don't know if it's better, but bigger. And so I think that's important to kind of keep in touch. And, I, you know, thanks to social media, you can keep in touch with everybody you've ever worked with. You're right. And one guy I want to bring up, Mark Bellinger, was, yes. a, was a good friend of mine. He passed away he several years ago. He was a good friend ago. of mine. When uh, I talked to him when he got the diagnosis, and I just, my heart broke for him. And that's a guy who loved the city. He did. Loved telling good stories. Sure did. And was beloved by people. He was a great guy. He really was. And I just, it, it was sort of like. For so long, we kept thinking, oh, he's doing better. Yeah. He's doing better. And then it just didn't work out that way. And that's, it's so sad. It is. But Dana Kay, too. You remember Dana Kay? Yes. Yeah. She Oh, my goodness. That was another case. She was doing so well. And then all of a sudden, the breast cancer kicked back in. Yeah. And it was, oh, it's there's, just. There's are, there are good goodbyes. And then there are those goodbyes. Are those really Final goodbye. They are. Vicky, thank you. This was thank a, a This dream. is our goodbye. <laughs> Hopefully not a final yeah, goodbye. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. I mean, you thank are you. such a staple in this city and beloved, and people oh, think the world of you. you. And 
please don't leave. <laughs> please don't. Because in a, in a weird way, you still being here reminds me of my mother watching TV. Does oh, that, I know no, that. No, I understand that. No, of course I do. You know, I, sure. It just it's in a weird, surreal way because she thought the world of you. Never oh, met you, but would watch. You. So when I see you, I'm like, oh, mom, you, it just right. I no, go that's cry great. Now. Thank you. <laughs> you that bet. means a lot. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for doing this, Vicky. Thank you for inviting me. And that was Vicky Yates. Greg, what a, what an honor, what a pleasure to have her. I mean, I said pure class, elegance, and intelligence. In one person. Indeed. And we want to thank Tom Morales and the Southern Steak and Oyster General Manager for Hal Buck for having us down here. And by the way, coming up next week, our guest will be on the official 615 podcast, none other than restaurateur, business person, friend of many, yes. Tom, Tom Morales will join us next week. And he's got a lot to say. Again, many thanks to our friends at Wilson County Hyundai for sponsoring the official 615 podcast. Visit them online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com for all the great deals all the great things they have going out there. And there's a reason people are driving to Lebanon and to get a Hyundai from Wilson County Hyundai. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you back here next week.